We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. I'm so glad you're here for another episode. And in this episode, I am joined by the incredible Amber Ray, who is an author, artist, and global voice for emotional wellness and self-discovery. And I'll tell you, she turns highly relatable insights on the human experience into viral art, sold-out venues, and best-selling books. And she's here to talk all about her new book, The Answers Are Within You, 108 Keys to Unlock Your Mind, Body, and Soul. This is such a beautiful book. If you just see the hardcover, if you're watching on YouTube, if not, you can always go check it out and subscribe, but it's just such a well-done book. But the insights, the wisdom, the stories that she tells are even better. Her work has been seen in publications such as the New York Times, New York Magazine, Today, Self, Fortune, Forbes, and Entrepreneur, and you probably follow her on Instagram at Hey Amber Ray. Before we jump into this episode, which I know you're absolutely going to love, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor, Organifi. If you're anything like me, you might have a busy schedule, a busy life, you might be a mom, have kids run your own business, whatever your situation is at home. It can be really hard to get all of your nutrients on the go. And trust me, that has been a struggle for me for a while. But 2022, I'm all about getting my physical health intact and in order with everything else I am going uh, have going on. I need something that works for me. Because even if you had time to juice vegetables, to eat salads, to prepare meals ahead of time, you might be like me and not love the taste of dark leafy greens. I just don't. I'm from Alabama, okay? I love good taste in food. I'm not vegan. I'm not from California. No hate to those that are, but I just, I like things that taste really good. 
And as we all know, a lack of nutrition can lead to low energy, bad moods, and all sorts of long-term issues. That's why I love Organifi because they make it so easy to fill your life with more nutrition using their delicious superfood blends. I drink the Organifi green juice in the morning. I always have the Organifi gold, which is this yummy, nourishing turmeric latte, basically, that I take every night before I go to sleep. And you get 20% all of your order if you go to Organifi.com slash Tori Gordon. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And you can find the link in the show notes. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here for another week and another episode because I am joined by the incredible author, artist, and global voice of emotional wellness, Amber Ray. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's, I'm so honored to be here. You have inspired hundreds of thousands of people at this point, if not millions, with your art, your relatable approach to, to sharing on some really, really important topics. And you've sold out venues, your art has gone viral, you've got best-selling books, which we're going to talk about today. Um, I just want to first say congratulations on all of your success. It warms my heart and I am so happy when I see people like you win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that voices like yours are being elevated, they're being celebrated, they're getting the recognition that they deserve because you're talking about um, things that are going to help us heal and become a better species and and planet and move forward truly in the ways that um, only we can really move forward. Um, and that requires mind, body, soul, healing and a, that kind of approach. I'm just wanting to know, like, how did you get into this work and what has inspired this newest uh, book of yours? Um about finding everything that we need within us. Hmm. First off, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm really touched. Um, I, I think I got into this because my own mess became my message. And I was struggling with my own emotional capacity and the depth of feeling I was feeling and not knowing what it meant or how to navigate it. And um, you know, in my early 20s, I did everything I thought I was supposed to do, checked off all the boxes only to feel this gaping void inside myself. And so in a way, I became my own guinea pig. And I started asking a different set of questions. You know, the questions I had asked up until that point in my life of like, how do I be successful? How do I do what I'm supposed to do? How do I please others and make everyone happy? And how do I like not rock the boat? And of course, I was following my curiosities in certain ways, but you know, I think I was really living under more of a good girl mentality. And then in my early 20s, I started asking, like, what really makes me come alive? Um, what is meaningful to me? What do I value? Um, you know, what are the communities I want to be a part of? And and started asking a different set of questions. And and how do I, you know, it wasn't until I had a difficult relationship in my early 20s that I. I that I even realized that I had wounds around abandonment and loss. And so it really, all of my work started through my own healing journey and my own inner quest and my own desire to really like match my outsides with my insides. 
And so, um, you know, everything I create today has been a learning of, of my own journey. I'm not just like, oh, let me teach others. It's like, you know, like I've had these like hard earned lessons and some of the way that I, I process and I move through and I understand those lessons is through writing about them and then drawing about them. And it's almost like by putting pen to paper, I'm able to like, it helps me like really grasp um, and understand my own healing process. And then sort of coincidentally, not expectedly, by I started sharing um, pieces of my own journey through writing and through my art. And it turned out it wasn't just helpful for my own healing journey, but it was helpful for others too. So it, it started really as like in inside, you know, I never was like, I'm going to set out to be this inspirational person yeah. for others that guides them on their journeys. You know, like that was like not my intention. Um, my intention was like, how do I like love and accept myself fully? How do I heal these past hurts and wounds? How do I, um, you know, work through these moments when I feel so anxious um, and I don't really know why? So it started through, yeah, my own pain became the purpose in a way. That's so real. And I feel like you just told my own story uh, as well, because that is that is how all of this was birthed. It was not with the intention of doing any of this. It was healing myself and then talking about the things that I was learning and growing. And that's initially why I started with this show and everything else that I do. And so I deeply, deeply relate. And one of the things that I say that I think you just hit on is we shouldn't go out. We don't need to go out in search of our purpose. I think there's this uh, cultural phenomenon of, I need to find my purpose. I need to find my passion. And what it sounds like from hearing your story, it's, you didn't go out and search for a purpose. You went in search for yourself. And as a byproduct, you found that. And that is now an expression of what you do. Your purpose is now expressing who you are and helping others to to find that as well. And in your newest book, the answers are within you. Um, this is kind of that roadmap, I imagine, for, for how you started to find and source your own internal wisdom, because that is such a journey for those of us who have been conditioned to seek answers outside of ourselves, to look for permission and validation and acceptance um, outside, even told that God exists outside of us and that we, we have to, to look for, for guidance somewhere out there. We're not taught, especially as, as children, how to find those answers or listen to the wisdom that is within us. And this is so important. So what were those things as you started to kind of source that for yourself and ask those big questions, what were the things that helped you start to connect your insides to your outsides instead of trying to make your outsides your insides? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the first step is I stopped, you just spoke to this, but even when I like went on this journey to like search for myself, I was still searching outside. So I was like, I'm going to find myself in this career opportunity that feels more aligned. I'm going to find myself by going to Bali 
I'm going to find myself by like this community of people that feel more me. Cause it was like, I went through like, Oh, this doesn't feel right. This is not my life. I feel like I'm living someone else's life. Okay. So let me like design something that feels more me. And how I started doing that is I like still looked outward to like find myself through experiences, which like it, it can be helpful. Like a career can be a mirror to help you better understand yourself. You can travel and travel can, you know, open your eyes and help you see new parts of yourself. Of course. But it wasn't until I really like, like, I even remember a time when I went on Google and I was like, what's my purpose? You know, and like asking Google what my purpose is. And it really started like by asking myself the right questions. And journaling for me is a really profound and powerful tool that I try whenever I, you know, I try to journal as much as possible. It is the gateway to my truth and my knowing and better understanding myself. And so instead of, you know, asking someone else, what's my purpose, journaling for 10 minutes around what is my purpose and seeing what comes through. And that was like, it just became a practice of writing and asking these big questions or like, what makes me come alive? Journal with that for 10 minutes. Um, What do I want most? Journal with that for 10 minutes. And, you know, continuing to ask myself these questions and better get a better grasp was, you know, one of the first steps. The other was cultivating a relationship with my emotions, particularly my difficult emotions, because, you know, I I think growing up, I personally, and I think culturally, a lot of us learn that emotions are either good or bad, and I should feel the good ones and sort of shut down and repress the bad ones. And, you know, it was, it was a bit mind-blowing for me at one point to realize that anxiety and anger and envy and sadness are not actually bad. They're actually useful messengers on our path that are helping to direct us in the path of wholeness. And so when I, instead of, you know, because I think a lot of like, even when I was on this um, personal development journey, if that was like to only feel positive, high emotions, I was actually cutting off a very big part of myself. And so it started by me looking at the sadness and looking at the void I felt and sitting with the void and saying, you know, hi, void, I see you and you're safe here. And what is it that you want me to know? What is it that you're trying to tell me? And I would like talk to the void in a way and like allow it to be there without thinking I shouldn't feel this. This is bad. If I feel this, then X, Y, Z, you know, my mind would start spinning. Um, or hey, anxiety, when I felt anxiety, rather than being like, I shouldn't feel anxious, or if I feel anxiety, it's never going to go away. Me being like, anxiety, what are you trying to tell me? <clears throat> because oftentimes, they had very useful messages. Anxiety oftentimes would come along and be like, I'm anxious because I'm trying to get your attention because this thing is not in alignment with who you are. And so the only way I know to like get you to be like, you know, to, to wake up and to stop sleeping is to like, have you feel anxious? <laughs> um, or <clears throat> I'm trying to get your attention or anger would be like, you know, like, this is not okay. A boundary needs to be set here. So learning to better understand and cultivate this relationship with my like less sexy and less joyful and blissful emotions was such a path to, um, you know, I think waking up and tapping into the answers within me, it, it like took me deeper. Yes, <clears throat> yes, yes. To all of this, you said so much that I want to, to double back to one of the first things you mentioned, which is 
asking yourself powerful questions. But a follow-up to that is is actually sitting with your own answers, right? Because I think a lot of us have an intention or we'll say, okay, I want to find, you know, my, I want to listen to myself. I want to connect to my intuition, my inner wisdom. And maybe we have an intention to sit down and journal, but then all of this resistance comes up when we actually have to sit with what's true for us, like what is actually there. And it almost feels like looking outside of ourselves is, is easier of just putting that responsibility on something or someone else than actually having to sit with our own truth because that truth might be different from what we think we're supposed to feel or supposed to do, um, or have been conditioned to believe is acceptable, you know? And so why do you think so many of us resist ourselves so much? I mean, in that sitting with that, that discomfort or that, that truth. Yeah, I totally get that resistance. To give an example, literally last night, I I was feeling guilt around something and the emotion was coming up for me. And I knew, okay, I want to journal and unpack this guilt and see what's here. So I go into the bedroom and I bring my phone into the bedroom with my journal and, sorry, and I am sitting there completely avoiding journaling through Instagram and texting friends. And I just like, don't want to go there. To the point that it, it like, I was noticing my resistance, laughing about my resistance, aware of my resistance, and finally it just took me being like, okay, let me set a timer for five minutes to write about my guilt. So I set the timer, and the next thing I know, 45 minutes later, I have unpacked things that I did not even know were at the surface for me. I like actually did not know what it was at the source of my guilt until I put pen to paper. But I think it's, I think it's one, just know that like everyone is going to face resistance and we're always going to avoid like the, when I feel the most resistance to journaling, it's when I need it the most. It's when something is really there for me. And I think also, you know, just that like five minutes feels like something I can handle. And sometimes I do only journal for five minutes when I'm resisting. Other times I get into such a flow that it ends up going much longer than I expected. Um, But something that also really helps me is that I'll write down what my mind is saying. So I'll write down, I don't want to journal right now. This is silly. I don't want to go there. I'd rather be on my phone or like whatever it is. I just like whatever that chatter, whatever that critical resistance voice is saying, when I put that to, when I put pen to paper around that as well, it almost helps me just let it go. So it's not spinning and swirling. I get it down. And the next thing I know, I'm like, okay, so this thing around guilt. And it just like, it starts to flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's, that's such been my experience in terms of like with emotion, which is really energy. The way we understand it, it's just energy that needs to move. And if it doesn't get released, whether it's through pen to paper, and that is really allowing you to like process and move through it we just kind of end up recycling it. And I think that's what happens with so many of us is we're recycling the thought that is making us worry or feel guilty. And guilt is really thought. A lot of that is thought as much as emotion as well. And it's just fascinating that if you really allow yourself to sit with it, recognize the resistance, speak to the resistance, 
it almost helps it to dissolve and yeah. to, to move out. Helps like take the power away. Cause otherwise resistance has so much power over us. Mm-hmm. But when we're like, Hey, resistance, I see you. Then it's like, Oh, it's almost like it, it's like you put a flashlight on a, like a, on something and it's like, Oh, yeah. I'm spotted. You know? Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like all these parts of us just want to be acknowledged almost. Yeah. It's like, even resistance. It just wants to be noticed. It wants to be recognized and like say like, I see you and you don't have to, to work so hard almost. And I love that this book, you know, the way you've written it is almost in like an Oracle style. What does that mean to you? And why did you decide to write it in this format? An Oracle, so I love Oracle decks. I've also always, like, a tradition I have is I'll go in a bookstore, I'll randomly grab a book from a shelf, and I'll open it to a page. And I always feel like there's a message that's meant for me there. So that's always been this ritual that I had. And because the healing inner work journey can feel sometimes like so much work, um, it can feel really hard, I wondered how can I create something that's playful and accessible and intuitive and fun? And so just to show, here's the book, and it's, it's this full-color illustrated book that takes a lot of these big teachings around healing and the inner process and moving past fear and tapping into our intuition and, yeah, makes it this, like, joyful journey. And so for me, what I do is I'll think of a question open to a random page. So I wanted to create something that gave people a way to, like, interact with um, – interact with this journey in a way yeah that's playful yeah i love that each one of these teachings is it's like it's a journal prompt but it's also they they stand alone but they all go together at the same time and what's so powerful about the way that you've designed this and how you're choosing to share your experiences your journey your growth your wisdom it's you are really equipping those who who read it and take the journey how to source their own answers as opposed to going to a healer and and kind of like giving away our power that you have the answers somebody else you know is going to provide for me what i need it's like give a man a fish feed him for a day teach a man a fish feed him for his life and that's what you're doing um with these prompts are there any of them, because there's they're all so profound and I'm so like grateful that I've gotten to, to read through it. What of these teachings, is there a favorite one that you have or any of them that really stand out to you as um, big, big teaching moments that have really shaped your journey or stand out to you? I love so many of them. Um... The one I'll share that's just coming to mind right now is this idea that approval comes from within. And I have an image where it says where I looked for approval and it points to them and and where I found it and it points to me. And a question I, I, like, this is, I wrote about it, I'm still working on it in therapy, Um, you know, that that, like pleasing disease is strong and uh, that good girl complex of, you know, not wanting to upset other people or disappoint them. You know, it's it like really, it's like you've done a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of work on them, but it still pops up sometimes. And a question I found 
really helpful later is asking myself, am I doing this from a place of, of wanting their love and approval? Or am I doing this from a place of self-love and self-approval? And it's like a small question, but when I'm saying yes to something, like if someone presents like an opportunity, it could be a dinner party or a speaking gig, or um, someone asks me to do something, it's like, am I doing it because I want their love and approval, or am I doing it because it's coming from self-love and approval? And it's been such a helpful navigator for me to not abandon and betray myself. And to make sure the things that the way I'm moving through the world and the places where I'm committing my energy and time and livelihood are truly aligned and congruent. Mm -hmm. That congruency that like my internal world and my external world are yeah aligned that they're uh, reflections of each other, not that my come from isn't from a place of fear. And that, that is that it's a small question, but it's, it's such a powerful one and changes uh, the pers- perspective of why am I really doing what I'm doing? And I think that goes back to what you originally said early on in your journey. It's like, these are the, the powerful questions that can help us to get to know ourselves again and see where am I spending my most valuable resources, my time, my energy, and why. And if, if that's coming from a place of lack, cause I need something or I don't, I, I need your approval. I don't have it. It's, it's not cause they can give it to us. It's, it's how can I source that within myself? How can I give that to myself? And that is, is a process for those of us who like myself thought the fawn response that like, I want you to be happy with me and I don't want to disappoint anybody is, is strong. And it's a question that I, like you have to continually check in with myself and say, why are we really doing this? Because if I don't, I think something bad's going right. to happen. Right. It's like, I'll be left and abandoned and forever alone. You know, it's that's the like worst case scenario. It's interesting too, because I'm, I'm going through this right now as it applies to my work and my business, because the interesting thing that happened is when these art pieces went viral and expectedly and, and the work started spreading further than I could have imagined. I have teachers reaching out to me saying they're using these check-in methods in their classrooms, therapists saying that they're using them with their clients, like dads reaching out to me about how they're using them as conversational tools with their daughters. I mean, it was I was so moved and humbled. And at the same time, I started asking myself, what does my audience and community want from me? versus what do I have to say? And it stopped being about the original intent that I said. It was about my own healing process and using words and illustrations to sort of document. So I, I became disconnected from my own work by trying to serve the community almost too much. And so um, I'm going through this int- and so I started like, okay, I'm going to create courses and I'm going to build digital products and I'm going to do all of these things that I think I should do with my business in order to um, give the people what they want. And what happened is I hate doing those things. I hate courses. I hate, you know, like, like these things that I was making, one, I didn't enjoy the process and two, like I didn't really believe in what I was creating, but it was what I thought I should do because it's what I thought the community wanted. And so it's, it was such like a whoa moment of like, I'm doing this not from a place of self-love and approval. I'm not doing this from a place of like, this is actually like true and right for me and what I like deeply believe in and I'm aching to create. It's from like a major should. Yes. 
I got full body chills when you said that, and <laughs> I've lived that experience. And when it's happened for me, it, it's like my inspiration spigot, like the if it was like your kitchen faucet turns off. Like for me, it's like all my inspiration, all of like that, that like that truth that wants to come bounding forth. As soon as I start to do the thing I think I'm supposed to do, it's like it's no longer gushing out. It's like, okay, now there's just a little drip of inspiration. Yeah, that's coming. And I'm wondering, why does this feel harder? Like this feels like so much, like so much more challenging instead of what you've designed the book to be, which is ease and grace. And like, even though we're talking about some challenging subjects, like you did it and you designed it in a way that's fun and playful and we can do things with ease um, it doesn't all have to be a struggle. And as soon as we get into the shoulds, it starts to feel like more of a struggle for sure. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like I designed something to be easeful and graceful for others. And then I, I'm now asking myself, wait, how do I make this easeful and graceful for me? Because it's, it's interesting also just like in the world of Instagram and content creators and like, you know, I, you know, I'm grateful for these platforms. And at the same time, it's like, that to create content every single day and to turn out all this stuff. I'm like, I'm not a media company, you know, like I'm a human who happens to write and make art that like somehow is like putting the expectations on being this like media brand that's constantly in creation for, you know, and it just, it creates actually this like codependent relationship with the community where it's like, they need me. So I need to make this. And that's just like actually not healthy. (laughs) Taking on, because when you grow at a certain pace and now you've got so many people looking to you and you're providing such a a safe place and so much value. And I imagine, I know this, this has been the case for me and you're doing it on such a, a global level now that people are looking to you to almost like, okay, show me the path, like give me the answers. How to not take on that as I'm responsible for everybody's healing. Right. And I'm also not a coach, which is what's so funny. I'm not a guide. Like I, through the work, through the, my uh, guiding myself that ended up being guiding for others, but I never, like, I'm, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a coach. I'm just like a human sharing her experience. So I'm, I've had to like also reorient that I'm a memoirist and I'm a storyteller and I create art that represents that, like, I'm a truth teller, those truths. But, like, I also, like, I can show, and I think that what I really, the, the ethos of this book also, and what the ethos I'm having to come back to for myself is, like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'll show you what I asked. So you can ask yourself the same questions, and in the asking yourself of that question, you could arrive at a very different answer than me. And so it's, like, I think a lot of the work I see out in the world is, like, here's how, I, here's how to do it. And I'm like, how do I know the way that you've done it is the way that I want to do it? You know, so I'd rather like, and when I look to mentors and people I respect, I'm always wondering like, you know, what were they asking themselves or what were the distinct distinctions and, 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 um, reframes that had them make that decision versus like, I want to know every step of their journey. Right. Because most of us, again, we're looking for a five-step process to get an X result. (laughs) And as Brene Brown puts it, she's like, sure, 
she's like, I don't do five-step processes. I talk about all the things that get in the way of us doing the thing that needs to get done. And, and hearing your story and the way you speak about your journey and your work, it reminds me too of Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist. And what I love about your approach, and I try to embody this as well and have to keep myself in check. It's like, I'm in process all of the time. Like, I was reading a post from, from, uh, Dr. Nicole. It was like, there are no experts. Okay. I'm teaching, but I'm also a student and I'm also learning to integrate all of these parts of me. And I, I think it's so powerful that you're, you're willing to share, you know, the fact that you were dealing with guilt like yesterday and that you're still, even though you are, you know, a public figure in this, this wellness space, that you're still navigating that process. And I think it's easy for us, especially on social media, to look at people like you and think she has it all figured out and she's just living the good life. And if I could just read her book and follow these steps, I'll be like her. But what you're really saying is, hey, I'm still on this. I'm walking this path too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just walking each other home. Mm. Yep. <laughs> we sure are. Yeah. So... What do you think um, is the biggest importance of noticing, okay, when, when I'm looking for everybody else to tell me the answers, the importance of, of listening to that voice inside of you? I mean, we've touched on a lot of this, but what does that unlock when we do it? How, how do our lives change if we do give ourselves permission to sit with those answers. What comes forward? We live in integrity. We live in alignment with our truth. And it's not always easy. I early, It's funny because as I was writing this book, The Answers Are Within You, I, I didn't realize at the time that I was writing myself a permission slip. Um, in May of last year, I left my marriage. Um, and left a merit and left a relationship of nine years with someone who was my best friend and my inner voice had been speaking for some time, but I kept kind of pushing it down because it was like, he's a beautiful human. A lot of our relationship was great, but there were also some like core deep needs that were missing of mine that we just, after nine years, couldn't figure out. And, um, and I eventually, even though it was like, it, my, a girlfriend of mine, she wrote a book called Break the Good Girl Myth. And one of the good girl myths she talks about is harmony. And harmony is like not going to rock the boat, not going to upset anyone, not going to disappoint people, which I came to realize was my most challenging myth. And I just like had to basically shatter that myth and say, I can't do this anymore. And this like, it's just you know, no longer for me, which had both the feeling like the cultural shame of um, getting divorced and how couldn't you figure it out? And, you know, some of the the fear of that we had failed. Um, and then the other piece around just like hurting someone that I cared about and knowing that my choice was going to, you know, impact and cause him pain, which was painful for me. And so, um, you know, but on the other side of that, I've never felt more present, more peaceful, more liberated, more aligned and more true to myself. I felt like for, you know, some time I I had begun to, I had really begun to abandon myself in that relationship 
and abandon what was most important and meaningful to me. And, um, and so it was the most terrifying and difficult thing I've ever done in my life. And also I'm so proud of myself for like, not only did I hear like, it's time, this is complete. This like the container of this marriage, it's time to close it. Like, you know, it's one thing to like hear the answer, but then I had to act on it. Um, and so, you know, I think that's, that's always the gap when we hear our intuition speak and then we have to act on what our intuition yes. says. And I, you know, I had done, you know, leaps in my career and work and creativity, but you know, that's not as much emotional risk or exposure or fear as like, you know, leaving someone that you care about. Sure. Uh, I know, I know so many people relate to that deeply and I think Glennon Doyle was the one that said there's no such thing as one. I don't know if it was Glennon or not, but the, um, there's no such thing as one way liberation and it's easy it, to hear that, but to live that and to be willing to say, I'm not going to be responsible for someone else's path. I'm just going to allow myself to walk mine in integrity is the greatest example of love we can give somebody. And one of your teachings in your book is about how courage requires fear. That if we're afraid, the only, we can only be courageous in times that we are feeling Where that fear. fear. Is yeah. yeah. Well, it's so funny because people come to me all the time. I want to be more courageous in my life. I like, I want to cultivate more courage. And I think we forget that literally courage and fear hold hands because it requires us to feel afraid to have to even be like, all right, courage, let's go. We can do this. Yep. Yeah. And that's what this takes. And I can just already see how many thousands and thousands of people like you just linked hands with and are walking home. Um, oh, I just want to get like weepy. Because that's what we, we desperately need, you know, is people that are living their truth and express it, like expressing that in the most authentic way. And that comes across in this book. And I just, I can't tell people enough. You need to go get it. Um, if you're on this, you know, path, if you're listening to the show, you absolutely need to get this book. Um, because it will give you tools for your journey for the long haul, because we don't, it doesn't end when we get, you know, to, to one stage, you know, this will, this work will continue. And, um, I'm confident that this will be a, a massive tool for so many on their path. And so, Amber, tell us, how can we, how can we get a copy? How can listeners go buy your book? Yeah, so the book, The Answers Are Within You, is available everywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local indie. If you're listening internationally, uh, Book Depository ships worldwide for free. Um, and yeah, so you can get it everywhere. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Hey Amber Ray, and then my website is amberray.com. Hmm. We will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. And um, I just want to deeply say thank you. You guys, if you love this show, do me a favor. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel called, leave a review. I would love to hear how the show is impacting you. But not only that, be a hero to somebody and share it with somebody in your life that needs to hear it. If you're getting value from it, I can guarantee it that someone else that you know would get value as well. And honestly, 
I wouldn't be here if somebody didn't share with me a podcast episode a couple years ago that absolutely changed my life and set me on the course that I am today. And I'm eternally grateful for that person. And you can be that person to someone else. So share it, share the love because you matter, they matter, and what you have to say matters. So I would love to hear if there's something in this episode that really stands out to you and is a ha aha moment, send me an email to media at torygordon.com. Let me know what it was that stuck out to you. What was your aha moment? Maybe where and around what time in the podcast that really spoke to you because my team and I love to hear that. We love to see and hear exactly what is speaking to your heart and it's helps us to serve you better. So please like, subscribe, share. You are helping this podcast continue to grow and get out to larger audiences that can help shape the world and bring more and light, love and healing to it. So thank you for your contribution and let's get on to the podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.